Hey, welcome everyone to Midcurrent Church Online and to uh, my living room here in a rare moment of calm and peace and quiet, which makes it the perfect place for all of us uh, to call home today. I'm so glad that you could join us. I think that what we talk about today has the potential uh, to give so much more meaning uh, and direction and purpose uh, to the lives that we are living. And so I'm praying that that might be the case uh, for many of you who are watching Watching today uh, as we begin the second week in our series uh, called Back to uh, Normal. You see, the one thing that I have heard from uh, from people most often over the last couple months is that everyone is just hoping and, and wishing and waiting for life to get back to what? Right? Back to normal. And on one hand, uh, I completely understand what, what people are getting at, right? This has been a wild spring and a, and a wild summer, and, and we are all exhausted, right? So there is a real desire to return to some sense of normal. I get that. On the other hand, right, when I put on my, my pasture hat, and I look around at the world, when I look at what seems to be normal and acceptable today, here's what I realize, right? Here's what I realize about normal, Normal is overworked, overspent, over-sexualized, over-saturated, over-stressed, over-stimulated, over-scheduled, right? Some people even like their eggs over-easy, uh, which is, you know, disgusting, but that's a discussion for later, okay? All of that, though, minus the eggs, all of that, overworked, overspent, that whole deal, all of that is what inspired this series, Back to Normal, where I wanted to pose the question for us, is that what God really wants normal right because because it's not the best maybe but but it's not the worst so maybe that's an okay place for me is god really pleased with that and last week as an introduction to the series uh, we learned that that no i i don't think that, that that god is really hoping for us to be normal in fact normal it is defined as conforming to a type a standard or a regular pattern in God's word and instruction written to us in Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Okay, so from God's perspective, normal is not really what he wanted. And from my perspective, for whatever it's worth, right, normal really isn't working anyway. And so as a result, last week, I asked you, Right As we begin this series, I asked you that you might begin praying that God would help you to identify some places in your life uh, where normal maybe wasn't working, right? Some places where, uh, but everyone else is doing it might not be what's best for you. And so today I want to talk about one of those areas uh, in all of our lives, okay? One of those areas in our lives where maybe, just maybe normal really isn't working okay it's our time okay it's how we spend our time how we spend our time actually is 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 pretty fascinating if you look at it right here's some statistics uh, that i found uh, just this week in in a lifetime uh, one study found that we spend one year of our life deciding what to wear uh, five years surfing the internet 
Uh, 11 years watching TV. That one is hard for me to hear. Uh, women spend one and a half years of their life styling their hair uh, and eight and a half years shopping. Now, I couldn't find anything about how much men uh, go hunting and fishing, but I'm just going to guess that it's in the like 20 to 30 years of your life range, plus or minus, maybe our wives would say on the plus end, um, but but who knows? Okay, get, get this one right here. Uh, we spend on average uh, 38 hours and annually in traffic. I hate traffic, by the way, uh, but he, he, here's a few more. Uh, according to uh, one study, a child born in 2013 will have spent an entire year of his or her life in front of a screen by the time he or she turns seven, which is now in 2020, right? If you've got a seven-year-old, uh, chances are they have spent an entire year of their life in, in, in front of a screen. The typical American spends around 11 hours a day uh, in, in, in front of one form or another of, of, of digital media, media, including you know the computer or you know the cell phone or, or, or TV. Okay? And in a study by Nokia, uh, it was revealed that, that a person checks his or her phone every six and a half minutes, which makes 150 times in 16 waking hours. I am scared to think uh, how much more uh, than, than every six and a half minutes that is for me, right? Maybe you feel the same way. Okay, Here's a couple more. 60 years ago, the average dinner, the average dinner time was 90 minutes. Today, it's less than 12 Okay. And in the last 20 years, family dinners, I love family dinners too. Okay. In the last 20 years, family dinners have decreased 33%. Now, here's the thing. I'm not trying to point my finger at anyone, right? Some of this is just to kind of poke a little fun uh, at everyone. Okay. I'm not trying to point the finger at anyone, but truthfully, when I consider all this and so much more, Right, but when I consider uh, that all of this, right, has really become normal today, working crazy hours and never slowing down and never saying no and and, and wasting time online or with other meaningless activities or missing out on time with the with the people we love. Okay, when I consider all of this, I have to admit, and I have felt this way for some time now. I don't know if I'm all that interested in in, in being normal. Okay? When I consider the impact that all of that has on our mind and our body and our health and our family and our society, I would go as far as to say that normal really isn't working for us today all that well when it comes to how we spend our time. And here's what I'm learning over the last few months. Okay? I think a lot of people are, are starting to realize that. In fact, I've heard uh, from so many of you, whenever I uh, have called to check in on you or when you send your home videos into us, right? So many of you are saying the same thing, right? These last few months have been clarifying in a way uh, of what it is that's most important to you, right? When everything is, is, is taken away from you, all of the sudden, uh, you, you can breathe a little bit, right? All of a sudden, you've got a little margin in your life, and all of a sudden, you realize, hey, no, it's, 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 it's this place, and it's these people, and it's this activity, or it's this discipline, or this habit, or this pace of life that actually is so much better, so much healthier. And, and so for me, all, all of this begs the, the, the question then, here, here's what we really need to ask ourselves, does God care how we spend 
our time, right? Does God have anything to say about screen time or decreasing time around the dinner table, right? As long as we're loving God uh, and loving others, right? Does he care what we do, right? Is there a right way and a wrong way to spend our time? Now, here's the bummer part. Uh, nowhere in the Bible uh, does it does it give you know real specific instructions. Nowhere does it say you know thou shalt only work forty hours in one week. Right? Nowhere does it say teenagers shall only participateth in X amount of sports or activities. Right? Nowhere does it say thou shalt only pick one social engagement per week. Right? It doesn't say that anywhere. It doesn't say anything like that. But here's what I do believe. I do believe that God's word that was written to us and it was written for us, I do believe that it has something very important to say to us about how we spend our time day in and day out. And I want us to see uh, what it is that it has to say today. So if you have a Bible or if you have your Bible app uh, or you can just uh, look here on the screen, uh, look with me to Ephesians uh, chapter 5. I want us to look at verses uh, 15 and 16 today, but in general, right, Paul is writing uh, here, uh, you know, about being on target, right? Living kind of on target when it comes to the lives that we live. And what he says in all of chapter 15, really, it is a it is a pretty general summary of what he considers to be the, the, the Christian ethic, right? The, the, the set of, you know, moral principles that guide the lives that we are living. And so here's what he says then, uh, starting in verse 15. He says, so be careful how you live. Okay. Now I know we just started, but let me stop right there. At first glance, um, this isn't saying much. I mean, quite honestly, I mean, it just sounds like a really pretty general statement, right? Be careful how you live. Okay. You know, thanks for the advice. I'll do my best, right? Be careful is not really all that descriptive. It's not really all that informative, Okay, but if we dig just a little beneath the surface, uh, which I have done for you, we'll see something a little more specific is being communicated. Okay, this warning to, to be careful, it isn't just a warning to be extra cautious. It's not saying like, you know, hey, look out, you know, it, there's actually a kind of a more intentional, uh, proactive, you know, almost urgency to it, right? The word translated, uh, be, you know, be careful, the, the word carefully carries here with it the connotation of something done accurately, precisely, exactly, uh, you know, giving real close attention, okay? So so he's not saying, hey, you know, keep your eyes open or or, or stay alert or, or look alive, right? No, he's saying, hey, make sure that the way that you live, make sure that, that the way you go about your everyday life is done with some precision and with some accuracy and with some real intention, some real direction, okay? So then let me just make an observation here then about that. You really can't be precise. You really can't be exact or accurate with something if there is nothing that you are aiming at, right? Accurate is only accurate in relation to a desired outcome or some desired or specific target, right? You don't hit with any amount of accuracy or you don't really hit at all actually what it is that you're not aiming at. 
Okay, so if there is no intended target, if there is no standard that you are trying to align yourself with, then it's really pretty hard to determine how accurate or how precise or how exact you were along the way, right? So we can really only be as careful as Paul advises here as we are intentional, right? We can only be as careful as we are intentional with how we live our lives, how we spend our time. Now, can we just be honest here for a second? We're not really all that great at being very intentional, right? We're not always that great, uh, you know, at goal setting in this area of our lives, right? We don't always pay very close attention to how it is that we spend our time. Typically, time just passes us by, right? You know, we just we just go with the flow. We work. You know, we, we, we attend, we agree and sign up and show up and schedule and commit and, and coordinate and scroll and, and binge watch without really ever stopping to think about any of it. Why? Well, because it's all pretty normal. Okay, the group, the class, the club, the thing, you know, the, the overtime, the show, the activity, it's all pretty normal. But friends, let me just suggest that if it takes a global pandemic to slow us down, it takes a global pandemic to, to get us to appreciate some of the simpler uh, aspects of life, some of the more important aspects of our lives, if it takes all of that, then maybe normal, maybe normal really just isn't working so paul is saying be careful okay and by be careful i mean be a little more intentional be a little more precise than that look what he says next he says don't live like fools but like those who are wise Okay, there's some wisdom in this. Don't live like fools. Uh, live like those who are wise. And then listen now as he connects uh, wisdom to what it is, uh, or as he connects wisdom um, to what it is that we do with the time that we have. Listen to what he says, verse 16. He says, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Okay, make the most of every opportunity. Okay, now once again, I'll admit that this is, pretty general sounding and not necessarily all that helpful or all that descriptive on its own. Make the most, make the most of it, right? But it's actually a bit more specific uh, when we get to the heart of what is being said. Make the most is more literally translated as, as, as redeem or purchase or even buy. Okay, and then opportunity he says make the most of every opportunity. Opportunity is the word kairos, which means time, more specifically uh, a measure of time that that is fixed or finite or limited. Okay, so so if this was uh, you know turned into a big message board or a big advertisement that God hung from the clouds for you and me to read, here's what I think it would say limited time offer, act now, right? I, I think that's what it would say. I think that's what we're seeing here is that God's word is instructing us when it comes to our time, God's word is instructing us to use it or lose it, right? Use it or lose it. 
it, not just lose it in the sense that the the time is, is 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 passing, right? That the clock is ticking. Yeah, the clock is always ticking, and we can't rewind it. That's that's true. Okay, but Paul is also trying to hint at the fact that our time it, it, it's really a free agent. It's up for grabs. And if we don't redeem it, if we don't grab a hold of it while we have the chance, evil will. If we don't claim it, evil will, right? If if we're not careful to use our time to accomplish our goals and God's will, then Satan will be very glad to step in and use it to accomplish his. I read one scholar this week who, who said a good paraphrase of this verse that we have have just read he said a good paraphrase uh, would be this buy up every opportunity buy up every opportunity i like that way of thinking right i like this this idea of of turning our time into a commodity right buy up every opportunity to accomplish what it is that god has called you to See, the truth is uh, we only uh, buy things or purchase things or redeem things that have real value to us, right? And so this would suggest to me that our time then, it does or it should have real value to us that we need to be very careful with. It, it, It plays a huge part in the purposes that God has called us to here on this earth. It is the, the, the finite, the limited currency in which we accomplish all that God has called us to. And folks, here's what I believe to be true for all of you watching today. I want you to know this. Here's what I believe to be true. God has called you to some important places and to some very important purposes. Some of you, he's called to be moms and dads. Okay, that's a high calling. Okay, and God's word to you is saying, buy up every opportunity that you have to fulfill that role. You can be replaced at work. It hurts to hear, but it's true. You can, right? You can be replaced at work. I can be replaced at work. You can be replaced on that board or that committee, right? Your landscaping or your lawn, gentlemen, can be replaced, but you cannot be replaced in the life of your kids, right? Only you can be their dad. Only you can be their mom. So buy up every opportunity that you can to fulfill your role there. Some of you have been called into marriage. Some of you have been called into marriages that were designed, that that, that were meant to honor God. That's what marriage is all about. It's meant to, to honor God, right? Your love for your spouse, it was intended to be a big, giant billboard for the love that Jesus had for his people. So buy up every opportunity that you have to make your marriage fulfill that purpose. Right? Some of you he's called to lead. He's given you gifts and abilities and he's given you a platform and he's given you influence and God is saying to you, buy up every opportunity that you have to use your platform and not your influence. Uh, it, 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 to use your platform, to use your influence, not, not just for you, 
Right? God's saying, buy up every opportunity that you have to use your platform and your influence, not for you, not to just do what's normal, not to just do what you see every other leader doing, but use your platform, use your influence for the good of the people that you lead, for the good of the world in which we are all living, for the good of your neighbor, for the good of your community. Some of you he's called uh, to teach or to preach or to sing or to paint, right? Some of you he's called to be generous or hospitable, to be compassionate, to be a good listener, to be the best of friends, wherever it is and whatever it is that you believe God put you on this earth to do. Buy up every opportunity that you can to do it, to do it well. And don't let yourself be distracted from it by what is normal and by what is acceptable today. You see, what I would argue is that normal people allow uh, good things or or fine things or, or decent things to become the enemy of the best things, right? Normal people allow good things to become the enemy of the best things, the things that God has really called us to. And so if we're going to give ourselves to the best things, if we're going to buy up every opportunity that we can to fulfill the things that God has called us to uniquely and specifically, then we're going to have to start asking ourselves a different question when it comes to how we spend our time. See, when there's a decision to make, uh, when there's an, uh, an invitation to accept, when there's an opportunity that arises, normal people will ask questions like this. Well, are we free? W- w- will it be fun? Right? Do I enjoy that? Is everyone else going? Right? Th- those are normal questions to ask. But let me just say it one more time. I don't know if normal is really working for us any longer. And so I think the better question to ask in light of what Paul is urging us to do, the better question is this. Is it wise? Okay? Not 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 is it fun? Not are we free? Is it wise? Okay? In light of where it is that we are aiming, right? In light of where it is that that we are pointed, is it wise to spend our time like this in light of our future hopes and dreams for tomorrow is it wise to spend our time like this today okay in light of where we'd like to end up right in light of our current family situation because we know our marriage isn't where god wants it to be is it wise to fill in the blank Right? Because of what I need to accomplish today, because my kids are, are still so young right now, be, be, be given our, our, our financial goals right now, given our financial circumstances right now, is it wise to fill in the blank? In light of the responsibilities that I have, in light of the people who are looking up to me, Right? Because of who, who God has called me to be, because of who God has called our family to be. Is it wise to spend our time? Is it wise to spend my time doing X, Y, or Z? Paul says, don't be 
foolish, be wise, and make the most of every opportunity. So there's a connection between the two, right? Be wise and make the most of every opportunity. We see that very same connection written into to Psalm 90 verse 12 that says this. Here, here's what it says. I love this. It says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days, right? T- teach us to number them. Teach us to assign them and to redeem them, right? Teach us to cash in on them. Teach us to give them a name and a purpose and a direction, right? Teach us to be intentional with them so that we might grow in wisdom and that we might give close attention to, to the way that we have set out to live our lives. Teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. At the beginning of all this uh, corona, you know, virus uh, craziness, the beginning of this whole season, uh, a friend asked my wife, Erica, uh, what do you think God is trying to teach you in all of this? And, and it, it wasn't a, a pointed question. They were, you know, just in conversation together. And she said, what do you think God's trying to teach you in all of this? And what Erica uh, told her, she told me, and she gave me permission to tell all of you. Right? She, she said that she was realizing that before COVID, right, her family uh, wasn't really getting the best of her, wasn't really getting the best of her time, right? She, she felt like her family was kind of getting what was left over of her. And it's not that she wasn't, you know, giving of her time. And it's not that she wasn't giving of her attention, that she wasn't, you know, present with us, right? She was, and she always is, right? She has made uh, the decision, we both have, right? It made the decision for her to not work outside of the house and so she really is uh, with us and, and more specifically she is with the kids um, all of the time and we're glad for that right but what she realized is is, is that it was all of the other things that, that she has taken on herself right all the other things that she has committed to and and agreed to even with the kids along right it was all of the other things that she had put on her plate that had drained the emotional and the mental energy that she wanted to have for the people that were most important to her and it was really only when this world called a big giant time out that she realized that that, that she was able to now give uh, the, the best of her to what was most important to her and it felt so good and so now she and and and, and consequently both of us right we're beginning to to reconsider how we spend our time so that what's most important to us gets the very best of us Mid-current, I can't help but wonder if God is trying to teach some of you or, or, or maybe all of us the very same thing, right? That, that we might buy up every opportunity to be the men and to be the women and to be the moms and the dads and the bosses and the coworkers and the friends and the neighbors and the followers of his son, Jesus, can't help but wonder if God is hoping that we might buy up every opportunity to be the people, to be the followers of Jesus that God created us to be. That really is my prayer for every single one of us. 
So would you join me as I pray that prayer right now? God, today I, I really am praying. You know, both today and over the course of this series, I am praying that, that we might be getting just a, a little more uncomfortable with the idea of being normal. I'm praying that you would help us to, to, to be bold, right? So that we don't just blend into this world, but that we would really stand out. And God, I, I know just as much as anyone Right? How wasteful we can be. I know how wasteful I can be with my time. I know how unintentional uh, that, that we can be with our time. I know how easy it is for, for time to just simply pass, right? to just pass us by. And so God, we're asking that you would help us uh, to, to, to make the most of our time. Right? To, to not just be normal, but to, to do something a little bit different. And I'm not suggesting that, that anyone can't ever take a, a, you know, a moment to rest, or I'm not suggesting that, that, that we can't ever stop to enjoy ourselves, God. But would you help us? Would you give us real clarity and help us to make the most of every opportunity that we have to be the original, to be the one of a kind, to be the unique people that you created each of us specifically to be? God, your son, Jesus, gave his life right up until his final breath. He gave his life to constantly be about the work that you called him to. And he asked us to be about the very same thing. So God, would you help us to follow his lead? Teach us to, to number our days. Teach us to make the most of every opportunity that we have to be the people that you called us to be. Teach us to make the most of every opportunity to impact this world in the ways that only we can. We pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Hey, thanks so much, uh, as always, for tuning in for Church Online. We're really glad that you could be a part of this series, and I am just hoping that once again you will join us next week uh, for week three of our series, Back to Normal. We'll see you at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. right here at midcurrent.online.church. Have a great week.